Welcome to The Hoodoo Factory, a game show and discussion podcast about the 90s NBC sitcom classic, News Radio. We will be drafting News Radio episodes into units with a common theme. In part A of the podcast, we will host a game show based on our drafted episodes. The contestants will compete for ABSA points in hopes of being declared the ABSA winner. In part B of the podcast, we will discuss the episode in greater detail. We are three dorks who prefer the term news radiologists who decided to use Twitter and podcasting for good instead of pure evil. Greetings, fellow WNYXkins, or should I say fellow humanoids. I'm Tom, and I'm today's host. I'm here with Lauren. Hello. And Thaddeus. Hi. Today we are discussing the modern classic episode, Arcade, which is the third and final of our Hooked unit of episodes. To get us started, Lauren is going to kick it off with our Agent Zero Pew Pew plot synopsis. <laughs> Arcade was season three, episode four. It originally aired on October 23rd, 1996, which was a Wednesday. Per Beth's budget-cutting suggestion, Dave has the old sandwich machine in the lobby removed, leaving Bill devastated and suffering from symptoms of sandwich withdrawal. Dave quickly finds himself in turmoil as well when he realizes Beth has replaced the sandwich machine with Stargate Defender, an arcade game which he was addicted to in high school. Meanwhile, Lisa is worried she's getting stupider, prompting her to retake her SATs and dragging Dave along with her. They both end up reliving their high school SAT experiences, for better or worse. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, We've set up a few categories and games, which I, as host or player one, will listen to the answers and arguments of the contestants and award the most arbitrary of ABSA points to them as I see fit. At the end of Part A, I will award one verbally dexterous contestant this episode's ABSA Award for Excellence in this podcast. So let's get started with Round 1, ABSA Fever. Alright, first first in Round 1, what scene would you show to a new person? That What scene would you show to a new person? Um, man, this, this episode was so good. I had a tough time, but I'm actually going to go with after the theme song, the jumble fever scene. Um, I think again, for a new person walking in, just watching Matthew try to work out how to, how to find the letters. There's no Z. And then, uh, and then having Beth come in with her methods of, of how she finds it and her explaining it and being so good at it. And Lisa's starting to get more distressed as it happens. Um, I, I think that. For a new person coming in to watch it, I think that would be hilarious. I think they get the jokes right away. Okay. All right, Lauren, what would your scene to show a new person? I'm going to go with the cold open. Okay. Um, we've got lots of character personalities on display with the Budget Cutter of the Month Award contest. Um, and then we've got Bill waxing poetic about moldy sandwiches. Uh, we get a little bit of his back and forth with Lisa about ghosts, which is great. Um, and I think it would all make a new person laugh, but also leave them with questions that they wanted answers so they would watch more. Okay, very good. Um, Dad, what's your next scene that you would show to a new person? Okay, um, I'm going to go with Dave 
coming into the lobby and uh, seeing Mr. James playing Stargate Defender. Uh, because we get him consoling a very distraught Jimmy James who failed all the all the humanoids and uh, you know was frustrated and sad uh, and then we get the Dave hearing the machine talk to him <laughs> and then him actually doing the voice for the machine to talk back to him so like if I think if you're a new person I think that that alone is just start start laughing right away and just never stop <laughs> very good Darn. all right um <laughs> Lauren, uh, what would your next one be? Um, I'm also going to go with the lobby scene. I'm going to go with the scene with the reveal of the Stargate Defender. Mm -hmm. um, Dave's reaction to seeing it is so visceral. Like, he, he needs to back away from it. He is so intensely impacted by seeing this machine. And I think even a new person who didn't know anything about him would immediately understand what he's feeling and being able to relate. I think everyone has something in their life that would give them that sort of reaction. Um, plus, the back and forth between him and Beth is just really funny. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. That was literally my list. <laughs> like, my two and the two that she gave, that's literally my top four. Wow, really? Okay, you guys did not get my top one, but uh, that was my number two uh, right there. So, Lauren, I'm going to give you the point on that one. In a um, multiverse, I gave those other two answers. <laughs> Lauren picked the other two. <laughs> Save it for the next uh, block of episodes. Um, <laughs> okay, Lauren, what quote? is most usable or would you want to use in real life for most usable i'm going with it's finally happening i'm getting stupider okay i don't hmm. think i'm a stupid person but i know i do stupid things and when i've done something stupid and i have to admit it i find this is a way to admit my own stupidity while still making myself and hopefully other people around me laugh a little in the process <laughs> and hopefully get me a little forgiveness for whatever stupid thing i've just done sure it's part of the human experience doing dumb stuff yeah i did a dumb is what i usually say <laughs> very good all right that uh what would your most usable quote be um, man, I didn't see that coming from Lawrence. Now I'm like really trying to pick. Um, all right. I'm going to go with, it's not him the machine wants. It's me. Because anytime I have any type of technical problems with anything, washing machine, toaster, vehicle, I can just, you know, what's wrong with it? You know, like, you can't help, buddy. It's not you. It's not you the machine wants. It's me. You know, like, I, I think I could use it uh, in any time there's technical trouble. So that's that's the one I was going with. Okay. I like that. All right. Uh, Lauren, what's the next most usable quote? Next most usable, I'm going with, would it be impolite at this point in the conversation to just run away from you? <laughs> Excellent. There have been plenty of times when some coworker or some old acquaintance I just ran into the grocery store starts telling me some sort of TMI story oh, yeah. that I really don't want to hear, and I have always wanted to bust out this line, although I will say I've never actually had the guts to do it, but maybe one of these days. <laughs> there you go. That, that, is, that is a great quote, and yes, I, I think that was number one on my list. Um, Thad, what do you have as your next most usable quote? Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bill Classic. All right, my good man, we'll have no further use for your services. <laughs> uh, because like, anytime you want to pretty much dismiss somebody, I think that's something you can go with. Like, no further use for your services. 
you know, he continues on to the, the bosses here and he'll take care of it. But like, no, I think right there. No further use for your services. Thank you. <laughs> the urgency in the way he says yeah. that too. You gotta have that. <laughs> all right, there. my good man. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking over a conversation. Somebody speaks, it's like, all right, buddy. We got no further use of your services. Ah, that is know. very good. Yeah, I, I did not think of that, but I really like that. Um, I'm going to give this one a tie. So those are both really good good selections. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Thad, what gag or bit had the biggest impact of the episode? Ooh, this is another tough one. Um, I am going to go with the quarters for Stargate Defender. Um, Beth gives them to Dave. She kind of has a whole handful, like waves them in his face and puts them down on the desk. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy knocks them off of the machine when he's frustrated. All right. He hits the machine and quarters fall off. Uh, Dave flips one before he actually plays. Once he kind of gets, you know, one-on-one the machine, he actually flips one up in the air and he gets that going. Uh, Dave has a pocket full in his jacket. When Lisa tells him the SAT scores, he busts out of his office with a pocket full of quarters (laughs) to go play. Uh, and then Dave puts the quarters into the uh, Madame Leona for his big joke at the end. He actually pulls it out and puts it in. So I feel like the quarters had the biggest impact on the episode. Okay. Very good. Uh, Lauren, what gag or bit did you think had the biggest impact? I think it's just Dave acting like the machine is alive. You know, like he 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 pulls away from it when he first sees it, like it's a snakelet that's about to bite him or something. And then, you know, when it makes a little sound, he's like, what? What did you say? Like, it's going to answer him. And then, of course, doing the voice for it. Indeed, it has, Dave. Indeed, it has, Dave. And it's, you know, it's not me. The It's not you. The machine wants it's me. That, all of it. He's, it's like he has yeah. given life to this machine. And I just think that gag has the, the biggest impact on the episode. Very good. Yeah. I, again. Uh, those are both good. I do think that the Dave t- making the machine seem alive is, is the that that rings the funniest to me. So I'm going to go with that for Lauren. Um, OK, Lauren, what is the coolest detail? in the episode a nice adequate touch so when dave tells jimmy he has to get up early to take the sats there's this <laughs> short pause <laughs> and then the look jimmy gives him is a very small detail but it's so funny it's like jimmy initially accepts dave's excuse thinks about it realizes that doesn't make any sense and then pretty quickly decides this is not worth any follow-up <laughs> questions. Like, like all of that takes place in his head, and you can see it all in his face and his his body body actions in like two seconds, maybe. Yep. It's yeah. such a small detail, and it's so funny. <laughs> that is great. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, Dad, what was your coolest detail in the episode? Um, okay, so I'm going to go with Catherine in the background of uh, the Joe sandwich sale and Bill eating. Um, because her body language sets up the scene between her and Joe that comes next. You see her get noticed of like what's going on over there. And then when she sees Bill eating, she just takes the stance, puts her hand on her hip and kind of takes the stance. <laughs> where she's very interested, like what is going on? And then Joe, you know, finally works his way over and we get that scene about the recipe and everything else. Um, so, I, you know, I thought it was great because it's like if she doesn't do that, when Joe goes to talk to her, it doesn't have the same impact. You see how interested interesting right. she is that leads us into that next one. So I thought that was, you know, a, a very adequate touch uh, that, that we had there. 
That is good. Um, and it happened in the background. So that I'm going to give that one to you. Uh, but both were really good. Um, okay. So that, what was your best episode enigma or unanswerable question? Okay. <laughs> I got two good ones, but here's the one that I, that I really, I don't know. If Bill eats the sandwiches, then when do they get restocked? And if they get restocked, why are they so bad? <laughs> Bill loves the sandwiches, best ones in the city, so he's got to eat them semi-regularly. Right. So it means that there's more sandwiches. He has a whole armful. they got to get restocked. But if they're restocked, why are they so bad? <laughs> I don't know. That's my enigma. That's, that's a good question. That's a very good question. All right, Lauren, what is your enigma? Okay. Lisa loves to tell people she got an 800 for her math SAT score. Okay. She never says what her verbal SAT score was. Ooh. For someone who likes to brag about high academic scores so much, this leads me to believe she's hiding something. So my question is, what was Lisa's score for the verbal section of her SATs? Mm. That's a very good question. Does she ever say where she goes to college? We never, I don't think she ever says that. No, I don't, no, I don't think we get that info. Interesting. Yeah. We know she's good at math, but yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that Perfect is, in math. I, I noticed that too. Like it was 800 and I, I don't know. Did she specify math in this episode? Yeah. Okay. She did. I, yeah. I just didn't catch it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting that she would only bring up the math score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think the sandwich question, actually, that is, that is a more interesting question. Like, why are they bad if he's eating them as often as he claims to be? So I got to give that one to Thad. Um, okay. So we're going to go on to Bill, I Stole Your Cane Keepsakes. Lauren, uh, what item would you take from the set to display or wear? I think I have to go with... Stargate Defender. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the number one answer that's on the board. One. Yes. That's, you have to, right? That's yeah. a great one. Yep. yep. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Uh, that, what would your top keepsake be? Well, since the number one pick is off the table, uh, I'm going to go with Beth's completed jumble page newspaper. Oh, she does right. the whole thing. So it's all filled mm. out. So that's that's something I would display put up there. Change for the batter. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Change for the batter. <laughs> All right. So, okay, Lauren, what would your second keepsake be? Um, then I'm going to go with the sandwich machine. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not wow. going to eat the sandwiches. Right, but you'll Just have the machine. Just to display. <laughs> For display only. <laughs> display only. Please do not eat the sandwiches. <laughs> it's prop food. It will mess you up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I like both of those selections. All right, Thad, mm. what would your second keepsake be? My second keepsake is going to be Lisa's vocabulary word list that she studies in the bathroom. So unlike uh, the, the prop papers that Lauren likes to get, I actually want the real document. What words is Lisa looking at as an adult getting ready for the SAT section, the verbal SAT section uh, that she's smoking a cigarette and reviewing right before the test? So yeah. I think that would be a nice, another little poster thing I could throw up on the wall with just SAT words. Okay. 
Very good. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I think Lauren Lauren edged out with the top pick, and uh, and then the sandwich machine too was a really good pick. But those are still good. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Thad, who was your MVP for this episode? Dave. Dave. Lauren, who was your MVP for this episode? Also Dave. Okay. Thad, who was your runner-up? Bill. Okay. Lauren, who was your runner-up? Lisa. Lisa. Okay. All right. So, uh, Thad, tell me why Bill is the runner-up for this episode. All right, so Bill's the runner-up for the episode because he's high energy in every scene that he's in. He's really emotional about the sandwiches. Uh, so, like, he's, you know, he's kind of breaks down with Dave a little bit when he's talking about how it's just like his family. He's really excited to try to yell at those guys to kind of protect the sandwiches. You know, like, again, my line that I would use right there, your services are no longer needed. Uh, <laughs> just get him out of there. Um, he dyes his hair, possibly his whole body. You know, uh, to try to get his boss to kind of, you know, get back on his side or, or, or rectify the sandwich machine situation. Um, so I, I feel like the all episode, Bill is not only reacting, but he's reacting really, really strongly. He's high energy. Uh, and, and I think that makes him really, you know, the MVP of the episode or okay. the runner up today. Effectively. Right. Gotcha. Very good. All right. Lauren, why is Lisa the runner up? Um, this is an episode where Lisa is the most Lisa. It's like the essence of Lisa. Mm. If I had to pick an episode to show to a new person to make them understand the character of Lisa Miller, I would show them this episode. We've got her overanalyzing nature coming through with the way she assumes she's getting stupider because she couldn't do the jumble as fast as Beth, like that set her off. We've got her bragging about the SAT scores, classic running gag. Mm. Um, and we've got her um, embracing an academic test that most people would dread. We've got her demeaning Dave while dragging him into her nonsense. <laughs> this is quintessential Lisa, and that's why she's my runner-up. Wow. Okay. Very, very strong argument. Uh, I am. Those were both great arguments. I am going to give it to Thad merely because I also had Bill as my runner-up. So <laughs> take it. Point, point to that. <laughs> okay. Which I think might leave us in a tie. So, <laughs> all right. So that everyone's completes. Start our... thinking, sorry, everyone's gonna think that's the running gag. <laughs> that's the only thing that's not a running gag in this podcast. Just happens. Um, okay, that completes our absent fever round. So right now, while I tally up the score, Lauren is going to give you the Freakzilla report straight from the message board. All the best and worst reactions to this episode at the time that it aired. This episode is brought to you by Hats by Beth. Remember, they're not Mushmouth hats, they're Donald hats. Hats by Beth. Thank you, Tom. The reviews of this episode on the message board at the time that it aired were overwhelmingly positive. Like, I know we all love this episode now, but it's nice to see that even on first viewing, like, first reaction, everybody loved it. Um, there were lots of exclamations of two thumbs up and A plus and new favorite episode was declared multiple times. Mm -hmm. Our good friend Tavy asked, did anyone else fall off the couch laughing when Bill came in with an armload of sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> Someone named Rochelle replied that she laughed herself to actual tears when she heard the sound it made when he tore into one of the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Tavy also loved whenever Dave talked to or about the video game. Uh, someone named Sarah replied that when he talked to the game, it was so cute. She just imagined him as a skinny, nerdy virgin. Uh, someone named Carrie noted that those of us who lost a decade to arcade games are today in a profound state of catharsis and nostalgia. <laughs> someone named Cottrell said, if I had a quarter for every time I, like Dave, looked up aghast and saw dawn breaking after a night of playing video games, well, I probably would have spent the quarters on more video games. <laughs> Very astute. Everyone liked the way Dave sort of went along with it when uh, the high schoolers mistook Lisa for his mom. Um, they also loved the idea that Dave could just as easily be mistaken for a 14-year-old in a business suit. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been this episode's Freakzilla Report. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lauren. Um, right now, going into the second and final round, uh, it is a tie. Score of three to three. So... Good job, everybody. Or maybe three and a half to three and a half, depending on how you <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Um, round two, or as we call it, the Marty Party, is going to be our Hoodoo Factory version of a buy or sell game. As we all know, a good Marty Party does not absolutely make, but it's still anyone's game, so here we go. Round two, is it the real deal or the McNeil perspective? For this game, contestants will get a statement to either buy as the real deal or sell as the McNeil perspective. The second contestant will have to argue the side not chosen, and everyone will score points by making good points in their answers. Lauren, you're up first, so tell me why it's the real deal or McNeil perspective that Dave was more addicted to Stargate Defender than to coffee. This is the real deal. Dave has a physical addiction to coffee. He suffers physical withdrawal symptoms when he tries to quit or cut back. With Stargate Defender, the addiction affects his body, mind, and soul. He is physically drawn to the machine and unable to stop himself from um, talking to it and physically interacting with it. He can't stop thinking about it from the moment he lays eyes on it. And once he gave into the addiction, the entire world ceased to exist. He didn't realize an entire night went by while he was engrossed in the game. So this is a much bigger addiction for him than coffee. Okay, very good. All right, Dad, why is it the McNeil perspective that Dave is more addicted to Stargate Defender than to coffee? All right, this is the McNeil perspective because the question is, what is he more addicted to, not how intense is the addiction? He has a very intense addiction to video games, yes, but he literally needs coffee every day to really function fully. So we're talking about a lifetime of dependency. He needs it versus a video game that as soon as he takes it out of the lobby, we never hear about it again. This is definitely the McNeil perspective. All right, very good. Okay, uh, that, here's the next statement. Uh, Lisa cared more about getting stupider than Bill cared about the sandwiches. Is that the real deal or McNeil perspective? I am going to say that this is the real deal. Uh, Lisa goes so far as to sign up for the SATs, uh, cajoles her boyfriend to take them as well. So now we have two adults because she didn't want to be alone in this school with children taking the SATs. She reverted back to smoking cigarettes. She prepares for the test during the breaks, and then she celebrates her score by making fun of Dave until she hurts his feelings. All right? So 
she literally is like one track mind even going so far as to go back to smoking cigarettes and preparing for the test no breaks like she is all in on getting stupider versus bill and his his uh, delicious sandwiches <laughs> okay all right lauren uh why is this the mcneil perspective this is the mcneil perspective lisa got concerned overanalyzed the situation and completed one task in order to ease her anxiety. This is like run-of-the-mill Lisa. This happens every day. This isn't out of the ordinary. Bill, on the other hand, saw his sandwiches being taken away and took a number of measures to try to remedy the situation. He tried to rescue them. He ate an entire machine full of sandwiches in 24 hours. (laughs) He dyed his hair all of it, mind you, to try to convince Dave to bring the machine back. Then he finally ended up spending a ludicrous amount of money on Joe's special recipe sandwiches. Bill went to much greater lengths for his problem. Therefore, he cared more. All right. Very good. Both good arguments. I'd like to clarify. Bill says he has to ration his sandwiches like a squirrel with a precious bone. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure about 24 hours, but yeah. I've got that in here somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what category. I have got that in here somewhere. Yeah, it's definitely in my my quotes. That's that's a great quote. All right, Lauren. Is it the real deal or the McNeil perspective that Jimmy James cared more about Stargate Defender than Matthew cared about winning the budget cutter of the month award? I think this is the McNeil perspective. I think Jimmy's preoccupation with Stargate Defender was momentary at best. I think if he walked in the next day and Dave told him, you know, the Stargate Defender machine had been removed, he would have said the Star Trek what now? (laughs) It was already out of his mind. On the other hand, I believe Matthew had cared about the Budget Cutter Award um, all month long, and which is why he was so anxious to hear the results. And the anticipation had been killing him for a whole month at that point. And I believe he went right to work and trying to think of another idea for the next month so that he could steal the title back from Beth. <laughs> okay. Very good. Um, that Why is it the real deal that Jimmy James cared more about Stargate Defender than Matthew cared about winning the Budget Cutter of the Month Award? Well, Your Honor, <laughs> this is definitely the real deal. Uh, because look at how upset Jimmy is when he leaves. Uh, he is so frustrated. He bangs his fist down, knocks some quarters off to the ground. He sees his boy Dave. And for a second, his eyes get a little misty. He gets all choked up. Uh, he, he's so upset. He lets go some very weird. If your friend said, I got to get up early for the SATs, you're going to say what? Mm-hmm. Not Jimmy James. <laughs> he was so upset about Stargate Defender. He cared so much that he couldn't even uh, bring himself to address it. And then when he finally leaves, he says, I'm going to go call my mom to apologize. <laughs> How can you care more than that when you got to reach out to mom? <laughs> Very good. Very good points. Okay. Thad, is it the real deal or McNeil perspective that Lisa giving the girl a cigarette was worse than Dave giving the extension cord to Jimmy James? I'm going to say that this is the real deal. Um, Lisa is a role model. She's in that girl's bathroom, a woman, taking the SATs so seriously that she, A, kind of has a little mini rant at an innocent teenager who is trying to make her feel less anxious. The girl's trying to help her. Lisa's not having it. 
And so she smokes a cigarette and gives her a cigarette. She's a role model who's demonstrating what it's like to be successful and what it's like to take something seriously. And this girl is now going to associate smoking cigarettes with the cigarette she got from that lady that told her to take the SATs uh, very seriously and probably propelled her onto you know a successful life path, really. That, that was probably a seminal moment in her life. Maybe her friend's life, too. Maybe she got everybody smoking. Uh, I think Lisa clearly giving her is, is had much more damage than Dave handing over a little power strip. Okay. All right. Lauren, uh, why is this the McNeil perspective? This is the McNeil perspective because Dave knows firsthand how addictive Stargate Defender can be. And by giving Jimmy the cord, he is not only enabling Jimmy's potential addiction, but he has taken away his own safety measure that was keeping him from caving to his own addiction. The girl Lisa gave the cigarette to was probably going to get one from someone else if she didn't get it from Lisa. And at the end of the day, it's just one cigarette. Okay. All right. Very good points. Um, Okay. Question five. Uh, Lauren. The, uh, is it the real deal or McNeil's perspective that this was a better Matthew episode than a Catherine episode? I'm going to go with the real deal. Okay. They both had very little to do in this episode, but I think Matthew had about three good jokes. He had the excitement over the budget cutter of the month contest. He had some good bits in the scenes with the jun- the jumble, and then he had his line about the balloons hadn't been invented yet in cowboy times. Okay. Um, Catherine's best moments were um, when she told Bill to take the stairs, and when she blew off Joe telling him, you know, I'll get the recipe from you later. So it's basically Matthew's three jokes to Catherine's two, so it's a better Matthew episode strictly by numbers. Okay. All right. Um, okay, Thad... Uh, tell me why this is the McNeil perspective. All right, well, this is the McNeil perspective. Catherine has a better, it's a better Catherine episode than the Matthew episode. Uh, number one, Catherine has a much harder job because she doesn't get the jokes. Matthew gets jokes. Catherine is at the meeting at the beginning of the episode being kind of stiff and being kind of, you know, uh, just watching the, the budget cutter madness unfold in front of her. Uh, she has obviously the, the interaction with Bill and, and also Jimmy. When Jimmy's playing in the machine, she tries to talk to Jimmy and he's like, uh, and then Bill comes in with the sandwiches and she tells him to take the stairs. And I think what's incredible is that she doesn't come off as unreasonable. We're not being like, man, this lady's got no sense of humor. But at the same time, she's being very stern kind of in the entire episode. With Joe, I'll get the recipe later from Joe. Like, she's not putting up with any nonsense, but we don't like her less. And we don't, it basically means that she did such a great job the time that she was on screen that we don't like her less. And it made it a better episode for her than Matthew's puny two or three jokes or whatever Lauren said at the beginning. (laughs) Okay, very good. Very good. Um, those were some excellent arguments from both contestants. Before I announce the winner, we're going to have a little general discussion about the cast in this episode. All right, so, um, Thad, why don't you start us off with any of your thoughts on the, on the cast in this episode? Um, I'm just going to roll right into it. I think Catherine is gorgeous in this episode. Like, every time she's on screen, I'm just like, man, she looks great. She uh, looks great. Know, not being creepy, just like no, very attractive, no. very, just just really great. And again, great screen presence, which is, you know, kind of what I was saying before. She has a lot of screen presence, and, uh, and therefore we are focusing on her. So 
Uh, that is the first note that I want to make. Great episode by her, and she looks great in the episode. Yeah, they had really. I I noticed they had really figured out her wig in this <laughs> in this season. You know, it's like yeah. uh, the first couple seasons were a little rough, but like they had definitely by this time they were they were hitting on all cylinders with Catherine. Yep. And yeah, Beth too. I mean, I, I think everybody like as the show progressed, everybody just looked a little better. Um, yeah. yeah, Lauren. Um, What's one of your cast observations? I just want to say that I adore Wesley Jonathan. He was uh, he played kid number one, uh, you know, one of the kids who mistakes Lisa for Dave's mom. I am positive that this appearance in Arcade was the first time I ever saw him on screen. I did not know who he was before seeing him in this episode. I somehow did not recognize him later when I became a fan of him on the show What I Like About You. And now, anytime I rewatch this episode, aside from getting excited because it's such a great episode, I also get really excited because I'm like, it's the Wesley Jonathan episode. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. Um, Dad, you have another one. Yeah, I'll just piggyback off what you're saying about Beth. Is I thought it was actually a strong Beth episode, too. Um, she only gets a couple scenes, but again, very, very good in all the scenes. The opener, the jumble, uh, the quarters to Dave, explaining the machines. You know, like, I kind of feel like she was a little bit under the radar. She was my, my third pick as far as episode MVP. Okay. Uh, but I, I think she was a little bit under the radar in terms of recognition. But I just thought it was a really strong Beth episode where she was uh, utilized really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Got to agree. Yes. Um Lauren, another observation on the cast. Um, really just like a, a follow-up comment on the Beth thing is, uh, like, Thad, you mentioned the quarters, like how yeah. she, she gives uh, Dave the pile of quarters. She actually hands one to him in front of the fortune teller machine also. Yeah. Um, ev- both times, she, like, gives it to him and walks away with this swagger. Like, it mm. is not a typical Beth walk. It's like a it's like this walk, like, she knows what she just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I don't know, maybe that should be a nice touch or something. But I thought it was just yeah. something about her performance that was worth mentioning. Very good. Yeah, strong, strong Beth episode. Um, all right, Thad, any other ones? Yeah, my last one is just going to be the Lisa. Um, it's it's like another insecure Lisa story. But at the same time, like, we don't dislike her any more or less, you know, than when the episode started. She's kind of mean in this episode a little bit. Um, <laughs> but again, it's actually really good. She's got great energy throughout it. You know, she's, she's you know, laughing at Dave and like high upbeat energy and, and down because she's uh, she's afraid that her coworkers are getting smarter. She's getting stupider. Um, so I, I really thought it was a great Lisa episode. I thought it was a great performance. Um, but I, I do think she's a little bit mean in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. It's yeah, it's a very relatable thing of you. Uh, you're not confident about something, so in turn, you kind of take that out on somebody else, and right. to to alleviate some of that, um, which is not healthy. It's not good, but it it happens, and unfortunately. Oh, but, I say uh, you know, like Lauren said before, though, like that is her character. Like really, this yeah. episode, I agree. You see it all, you yep. know, uh, and that is part of a part of the way that she's built into the show. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Lauren, any other? uh, That's all I got. Okay, very good. All right, moving on. Um, Lauren, did you have anything uh, for something on the fly, a scene or a montage that you might like to add? Um, I've got a couple things. So one, one, I want to see a scene of Dave and Jimmy sitting in Dave's office going through the entries for the budget cutter of the month contest. 
Because <laughs> uh, he's got uh-huh. a handful of the cards at the beginning, and he's clearly already gone through them and selected the winner, right? So I would like to imagine that him and Jimmy selected that winner together. Um, hmm. So I want to see Jimmy reading them off and Dave reacting to them is basically what I want to see. And I picture it going down similar to like the complaint box, where a lot of the <laughs> entries are jokes. Some of them are decent ideas. The ones from Matthew are very obviously from Matthew. Something like bring in emotional support cats to make everyone more productive or something like that. <laughs> Small scene, but I think it might add a little bit of humor. Okay, very good. Um, I had personally, I had uh, just thought that maybe a montage of both, two montages, both of um, Dave and Jimmy playing Stargate Defender and getting progressively more into intense and, <laughs> and into it or upset. And, you know, cause Jimmy goes out, he starts off, he's dressed, you know, like normal. And by the time he's like a wreck, by the time yeah. he gets done, <laughs> and yeah. of course, Dave is like more and more, he's just gotta be getting more and more tired as the, as the night goes on. So it would be just kind of a uh, time-lapse of those, those two uh, playing the game. Like pizza boxes and Mountain Dew bottles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lauren, did you have any others? Um, yeah, I've got one more. Okay. So um, I'd like to see an added scene at the end where Beth and Matthew are leaving for the day, and they stop by the fortune teller machine. And Beth is trying to show Matthew like how cool it is. So Beth puts a quarter in, and it starts giving her fortune, but then it gets a little too like ominous and specific, like something <laughs> like, watch out for elevators, especially if you have red hair or if you're a tall dork with glasses or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Beth and Matthew freak out, and they take off down the stairs, and then cue Joe emerging from around the corner, like laughing to himself because he has rigged the machine <laughs> to freak people out. <laughs> Very good. That's good. That's very specific. Um, yeah, that's, that's a Joe <laughs> thing to do. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dad. Um, did you have any anything for this segment? The uh, something on the fly. Yeah, I thought of one thing, but this episode to me is kind of perfect. Like, I, I really actually wouldn't add anything to it because it's so well done. I think it's really tight. Um, but for for the exercise, um, I thought a, a scene, a flashback scene of Dave in high school getting sucked into the arcade game. Uh, I, I, I am a sucker for when the adults dress like kids, but they're clearly adults. So, you know, again, like uh, Steve Buscemi, you know, what's up, fellow kids? Like that type of <laughs> that type of affect from Dave and him like into the machine. And another kid comes up like, hey, aren't you going to study for the SATs? And, you know, he gives some sort of glib answer and just keeps on playing. Um, you know, possibly if you could think of two or three other tests where he's done this like two or three times, I would love to see that like in a series. But. Uh, but I think it would be, again, I'm a sucker for any time you get like an adult who's dressed up like a child kind of acting like they're a kid in a memory. So that's, that's how I would add to it. Okay. Very good. All right. So based on our scores from the Absa Fever round, combined with the scores from our Marty Party round, I am going to declare Lauren today's Absa Award winner. It was a close one, but Lauren squeaked it out. Lauren, what would you like to tell your adoring fans? Well... Um, I'd like to say thank you very much for this ABSA award. It's not what you would call conventionally tasty, but uh, like a good wine or cheese, this award needs to be aged properly. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll add it to my ABSA award collection, which is kept in a place that offers very few dis- distractions for a pale, friendless virgin. And uh, I could tell you exactly how I won this award, but I'd really rather not reveal the intricacies of my process at this point in time. So for now, I'll just hang out with my award and play my video game and hope that Dave's really cute mom is picking him up later. (laughs) Very good. Very good. 
Okay, we hope you'll join us for more discussion about the episode in Part B. Until then, thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. Good night, pumpkin. I'll get the recipe later. <laughs> Pantyhose. <laughs> thank you for visiting the Hoodoo Factory, the source for all your hoodoo needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hoodoo underscore factory. The Hoodoo Factory is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Please stop by our gift shop at grabitgear.com. And remember, the Hoodoo Factory is the supplier of the only known antidote for ABSA fever. <laughs>